Welcome to Wrestling is Hard, where every side is the dark side of the ring. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Hard Number 4 Wrestling. Email us questions and complaints at wrestlingishard at gmail.com. Follow us on YouTube, Wrestling is Hard Productions. I'm Jim. Brandon, hello. How are you? Welcome back. What's going on? I'm doing well. How are you? I booked a trip to Aruba. I'm going on Ooh. vacation, motherfuckers, in December. Should be awesome. Get one in. Yeah. Hey, I just got back from Yellowstone, Grand Teton. That's pretty the cool. The Great Teats I saw. It was a good time. I saw some of those vids, man. That waterfall was awesome. Yeah, sleeping in a tent in grizzly bear country. That sounds terrible. Not, a, not as fun. <laughs> um, we pulled up there. The one story I was going to tell you guys, we pulled up, and I'm like, ah, you know, whatever. This guy's been doing this. He's like, well, I sleep in my car. I got a tent for you to sleep next to the car. So I'm the only one outside at this campground. So I'm like, okay, I've kind of kind of fuck that. And we get to the, the setup for the first night and in pulls in next to us a dad and two maybe eight to ten year old kids. This dad who, by the way, couldn't throw a football at all. It was kind of driving me nuts. Nice. Not not trying to emasculate anybody, but just go for take twenty minutes and just make sure you don't look like you had a stroke if you're trying to throw a spiral. Um, and his kids immediately Gallagher smash a watermelon onto the ground in the woods, fifteen feet from us. So now there's just like you can't clean that up. It's like everything. Yeah, there's now a bait right next to us. Night one. So I was just like the whole thing is a weird mix of like real mountain men that are really good and like Disney World crowd that are kind of oblivious to the fact that they could actually get mauled out there. So it was interesting, but a great time. Nice. Chris, how was your week? Um, it was good. I didn't get attacked by grizzly bears, sadly enough. There you go. But, um, yeah, they, you know, they can, they can smell like everything. Like you get a high duct tape from them. Mm -hmm. Like everything. I've been in campus sites where black bears have wandered through in the night and I've heard them and it's fucking terrifying. I've been in campsites. I've been in campsites where old, where black bears have strolled through the campsite. And then I've only realized that five minutes into my terror that it was an old lady smoking and coughing. But, uh, that's, yeah, it's first. I don't know if we talk about it on this podcast or not, but nobody sleeps when you camp. Everybody sleeps like shit. That's the it's fitful. And the last time I went camping, there were like coyotes fucking all over the place howling at five o'clock in the morning. <laughs> like, I ain't fucking doing this anymore. No. Good stuff. I don't go camping. Just waiting for. For <laughs> <laughs> five straight days. <laughs> Eating water. I hit, I hit my cooler at the top of the uh, trail. I carried it up to the top of the trail. And the parking spot was right at the top of the trail. But I wasn't putting it in my car because the fucking bear is just going to walk into my fucking back of my truck and destroy that. And when I went back to the corner the next day, it was fucking 10 feet down the trail with paw prints on it. I said, fuck this. Mm. Like, I got a Yeti, so I locked it. But yeah, no, fuck that. It's terrifying. Chick and you didn't even Gallagher smash a watermelon on, on top of it as soon as you got there. <laughs> Who wants to see some bears? <laughs> When that was a Gallagher or was it Gallagher two? That's Gallagher, the question. both, all. Yeah. Yeah, let's talk about wrestling. Lots of stuff. Apologize for not having an episode last week. Hope you enjoyed our review of Ric Flair's final match. He's getting another one, by the way. Um, all right, what should we start with? Start with 
G1 Climax, WWE. So G1 Climax, how's that? Sound good? Go for it. All right. Sure. Let's fucking do it. G1 Climax 32 happened. Often the most exciting for us month of the professional wrestling season. Wasn't so exciting this year with the current format, but I think the finals made up for it. It was a pretty damn good match. Uh, let's go right into the final. Uh, we get Okada versus Osprey, and we get Okada winning. LOL, Okada wins. Brandon, thoughts? Yeah, they got me. I somehow, again, convinced myself that Osprey could beat Okada, and he was going to win the G1 final. So that's all he can really ask for from a 30-plus minute match, and uh you know, I, from the you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, but from the time that I've been watching New Japan, and from like what I've gathered from the past, this is a common theme that they use. That there's these uh, top guys will have a one career long hill to climb, and it seems like that's what we're getting here with uh, Osprey and Okada being this this uh, unachievable feat for him. So, Chris, thoughts. So I watched this, I think, maybe almost directly after it happened, maybe a couple of days. So I can't really get too granular into the match itself. But back to what, what Brandon said, it's kind of what I wanted to hit on that. Like New Japan does a fantastic job because it tells stories over such a long period of time that it you don't feel like you can get Okada versus almost it's the same almost almost every year. It's the same guys at the top for G1, for Wrestle Kingdom, but they do such a good job of storytelling that it's not the same guys from, you know, whatever month in the middle of the year. We're in, we're in August now, so it's not the same guys from August to um, January. It's the same guys from August three years ago to January this year. So it's like they managed to almost give you the same exact, you would think the same match, but it's fucking entertaining because it they're telling a different story. And the, it's a small chapter of a larger book, so it doesn't feel like you're in reruns for that. Um, I did like that Osprey had to pull out everybody else's finishing fucking move yeah, to awesome. be able to try to win that. That yeah. was pretty cool. That's something that I don't think you would see anywhere else but in New Japan, the actual foresight into saying, hey, look. Because if I'm not mistaken, I think they were talking about it during the match. The only time that Osprey's beating Okada is with help. Mm-hmm. He's never done it on his own, so he had to go like into other people's bags of tricks to uh, to be able to try to pull off beating this guy, and he still couldn't do it. I thought this was really good. Uh, I thought the semifinal matches were really good. I enjoyed both of them, and I really enjoyed this. And I'm, you know, and you know, I think I may have caught a spoiler before as to who won, so I wasn't surprised by it. But at the same time, and I remember thinking. Oh, okay. You know, I mean, Okada, hey, look, since I've been watching professional wrestling, like as an adult, since uh, I think I started WrestleMania 30, like really watching again. So within the next year, I was watching New Japan again. And Okada's pretty much been on the top since then. And he's just, I don't think anybody's really been the best pro wrestler. I wouldn't consider anybody above him the best pro wrestler in the world, in my opinion, since that time. Mm. So, you know, it's, it's, and he always manages to make everything interesting. Um, mm. So, yeah, I, I saw it, and I, there was for a split second, I was like, oh, shit, they're doing this again. And then I remembered, oh, wait, it's New Japan. It doesn't fucking matter. Go watch it. It's going to be awesome. So, mm-hmm. uh, Yeah, good point with the, uh, the everybody else's finishers. So, like, he has all his moves, and he realizes they're not, they haven't worked. So he's like, okay, I'll use the Styles Clash. That beat Okada before. But he's not as, and he tries the one-wing angel. He, But he's not as good at it. 
because it's professional wrestling. He can't do it as well as the other guys do, so it doesn't put anybody out. And of course, of course, Okada, which we've talked about now for a few months, has the triumvirate of moves now to kill you if you and the money clip to wear you down. And it's like once he hits that enziguri, once he hits that flosion, once he hits that fucking rainmaker, you're donezo. And you just can, you know, you know it's over. And you're like, he tried his best, but he's dead. Will Ospreay. Yeah, I thought this was fucking great, man. It was a good good way to tell a story. And uh, congratulations, Okada. He had a kid, and he has the quote-unquote briefcase. And he flat out said, he said, I'm not defending this briefcase without anybody against anyone. Put me in the uh, main event at Wrestle Kingdom. That's when I'll fight for the title. And they, New Japan did it, listed as the matches for New for Wrestle Kingdom, which is now one night again. Thank you very oh! much. Listed. The only match listed is Kazuchika Okada versus whoever the champion is at the time. He's in the main event already. Yeah, this is really good. Brandon, any final thoughts on that? Yeah, maybe the biggest development of the week as far as I'm concerned. Back to one night. Thank goodness. One enjoyable event versus two less less than uh, exciting ones. Yeah. yeah, and we can actually make it like we used to make a night of it. We can actually make a night of it again and fucking enjoy this thing. Yeah. As opposed to being like, well, what one do we want to watch? Because... I ain't staying up all night three times. I have a hard enough st- time staying up one, all night one night out of the year, entire year, year. Every year, one night. Every yeah. year, at three times. You know, one out of, one out of every 300-plus days is just too many. But yeah, um, you, can, you can convince your significant other, hey, one night I'm going to show up at 8 o'clock in the morning because I'm watching Japanese wrestling. But that extends into a long weekend of you doing that. It's like something's, <laughs> something's, something's up. Something's right, right, just right. You just tell her it's Saturdays for the boys. She'll what understand. Are what are these boys? Um, <laughs> what was I gonna? Oh, what I was gonna say was, yeah, to your point, um, Okada. Uh, he uh, the semis against Tamatanga, right? Yeah, we'll, he's. Yeah, we'll get to that. Are we? Are, you, are we gonna? Call, I thought we. Yeah, were just well, I just want to talk about okay. the biggest news okay. event, which was okay. Okada. So we'll talk about it right now. So to get to this, we get in the uh, semi. Well, well, to build to that, we had the last day of group stage. And um, in one of the more entertaining matches you'll watch that'll be under two minutes, Zack Sabre Jr. has to win or tie Tetsuya Naito to get to the finals, to get to the semifinals. And Naito fucking beats him with a roll-up, I believe? Yeah. Which makes Zack Sabre Jr. lose his fucking temper and absolutely lose his shit and start breaking shit, attacking the ringside attendants, uh, smashing a table. Meanwhile, Naito's just make laughing at him. This dude, best two minute match you'll fucking see. I love this match. It's one of my favorite ones of the fucking tournament. I loved it. Brandon, thoughts? You catch this? No, I did not. That's fantastic. Yeah, it was though. great. And right, and right up my alley from a time perspective. Oh, when we're trying to get through all these shit. <laughs> dude, two minutes. Uh, yeah, that's a, that's I. Very rarely will I go back and watch something. That's a two minute. That's a go back and watch. Yes, it's. Absolutely fantastic! It's built up to to be such a big showdown. You know, Zack Saber Jr. and and Naito is going to get his revenge against Zack for hurting his knee in last year's G1 Climax. And then Naito just rolls him up in two minutes. And Zack Saber Jr. fucking loses his shit. It was so good, and it was great because the English commentary was just like laying into it. He's embarrassing himself. Look at him. He's lost his cool. And Naito's just laughing. Well, you know what the funny thing is, like, just this just came to me when you said that he, Zach Saber Jr. lost his cool. Zack Saber Jr. never has any cool. No, he never does. He never. He's and you know what? That's a guy like you talk about dudes that don't have to fucking win to be amazing. He's one of them. 
And I, it, this was a treadmill match for me. Like I was on the treadmill when I put it on, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, this will be good." What's <laughs> it all of a sudden? I was like, "Wait, what? What would have? I kind of saw things happen. Does it just get pinned?" Now Naito was throwing shit at him, and he was hitting it back at a. He had a chair at one point. He was using a chair as like a bat. He was swatting at things. Oh, I mean, it's so just good. like he's such. A, if you're gonna say like, I can easily say for me personally that if I, I, I'll concede that Okada is the best wrestler, in my opinion, in the world right now. Zack Sabre Jr. is my favorite. He's my favorite to watch. There's like never a dull moment with that, dude. It's awesome. He does a great job. Yeah, great job. Also in this show, uh, we get Tama Tonga, who lays the upset on Jay White. Jay White um, loses the Tama Tonga. Jay White was undefeated in G1 up until this moment and gets eliminated from the semis, which pushes pushes Tama Tonga along. And we'll get to the semis. So in the first semi, we get uh, Tama Tonga versus Okada, who survived, Okada surviving the uh, Giants uh, group with all the big dudes. They did a really good job in this match I, of convincing me that Tama Tonga was an underdog babyface. They did a really good job. I didn't think Tama Tonga... Did a good job. It was a fun, okay match. It was it was fun to watch. But go ahead, Chris. Oh no, what I was going to say is just to your point though. They also did a really good job in making it look like one of the reasons why Tamatanga could have had a shot was because um, Okada had just gone through all these monsters. Okada was worn down. The point I was trying to make earlier on was is that Okada is Okada keeps going to the money clip and it's not working. And then he's just like, fuck it, Rainmaker. You know what I mean? Like, like, but I think you it's, have... a, it's a situation with his storytelling is that all of his moves, every single move, heavy rain, deep in debt, the money clip, the enziguri now, the fucking every single one of these moves is a neck to, or upper back move. And he has to he chains these together to wear you down. So this way you can't kick out when he hits you with that lariat, when he hits you with the the um, short arm clothesline, the um the, what the fuck's it called? Raymaker. The Raymaker. Yeah. Like all of his moves build up to it. He's got his impact moves. He's got the elbow off the top rope. He's got so the fucking you're drop saying, kick. All the rest of the stuff is just build to. But even a drop kick is a drop kick to the head and neck. It's fucking great. Good. So, so what you're saying is, is that they um, they start at point A in, in the match and then they work through a series of events and they end up at point B, which is him hitting the, the Rainmaker for the win. Um, the best way I could explain that is if you, uh, let's see if I, here, here we go. If you take a book and you open it up and read the story, yes, right. And you hit big plot points and they all kind of lead till the end of the book. That's right. (laughs) Yeah. That's, uh, weird. um, It's weird how story, weird how that works. Right. Yeah. It's fantastic. So we get that match and then we get, uh, Naito versus Will Ospreay in a, I guess a mild upset. Will Ospreay wins. Seems like everybody gasped a little bit when Naito fought, lost this match. You know, it's like redemption Naito. You always want him to win G1, and then he lost in this match. And, yeah, we get uh, Will Ospreay versus Naito in a pretty good match. It was only like 25 minutes, though. So. Go ahead, Chris. Yeah, this one, uh, I had notes for this one, so let me open them up real quick. No, I, um, this go. was a good one. I liked it. I, I, I was surprised, but I was like, eh, okay, that's where we're going. It wasn't, I was just... I was actually happy, you know, like I wanted to see that because I remember didn't Okada wrestle uh, uh, Okada and um, and uh, uh, Osprey wrestled in Wrestle Kingdom, one of the Wrestle Kingdoms we covered. Yep. 
and I didn't really kind of watch it. And I was just like, ugh, God, Osprey. Was, and I got it. I got it again. So yeah. I was like, all right, well, I can go back and like. I was kind of disgusted with Osprey. We were on the that Osprey hate tangent. Yeah, I at think. that period, and I was just like, oh God, yeah. And then, you know, I kind of got like a, uh, 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 for lack of a better way to put it, like a you fucked up from you guys for not watching that match. Mm. So it gives me an opportunity to watch it again. So I'm I'm happy with it. Yeah, I, I mean, it did it gave me an opportunity to watch it again. So I'm happy with yeah. that. Uh, any questions, Brandon? No, I was just going to comment going Go back ahead. to Okada. Uh, it's not the greatest state of affairs when we get the fan praise on someone just because they fight with strategy and then we're like wow you got to think about this he ties <laughs> stuff together when it, and it makes sense it's nuts uh yeah. other than that though no good for tomatonka i guess that's probably um you know one of the few good things if not the only good thing of this new format is someone like that that i've watched every single year getting to get it uh highlighted at least in a smaller sense there taking yeah, out jay white yeah it's you know he it, Puts him up, makes him a uh, believable contender for Jay White, that whatever the next pay-per-view is. I don't think, I mean, obviously Jay White's going to win, but maybe not. Who knows? All right, so I watched a lot of this. I know you guys didn't watch a lot of it, and I just wanted to put it out there. If, you got, if you're at home and you want to go back and watch some of this G1 Climax, guys, you definitely want to watch the Okada matches, Naito's matches, Zack Sabre Jr., Babyface Tamatanga's matches were pretty good. Some are hit, some are miss. Jonah... Who put it? Who was the only one to beat Okada in this tournament? He was pretty good. David Finley, of all people, was pretty good. Evil was entertaining. I can't believe I'm saying that. Evil was fun, and Kenta trying to sell his book to everybody was really good. But and no surprise, if you want to avoid anyone, avoid Yujiro Takahashi and Badluck Fale. And you know who else stunk in this tournament? Juice Robinson fucking stunk in this tournament too, which I was a little surprised by. I'm not, but he doesn't really do anything for me, to be honest with you. Yeah. Don't really hold how, about the de- how about the denim daddy, Filthy Tom? He was okay. He was entertaining. He was over the top. He did this whole clap thing, you know, like Mariah does that three-clap thing. He was doing that. He was fun. I don't know. Yeah. But I do want to talk about this because there's a lot of scuttlebutt now, of course, now since Osprey put in such a performance against Okada in the, the – uh, G1 Climax final, you know, of course, he's the best wrestler in the world. Everybody, he's the best wrestler in the world. He's such a great wrestler. So I'm going to put some names out there. As of today, these are names of just stuff that we cover, right? Here's these names. Who would you say, and if you have somebody else to add to it, go right ahead. Best professional world right now. I got John Moxley in there, right? Sayakami Tani. Suri. Okada. Or Will Ospreay. Brandon, go ahead. Think about those names. If you can think of anybody else, let me know. Am I picking one out of them, or am I just saying, is this the complete list? Just yeah, is confirm? this the complete list? I don't know. You tell me. Do you got anybody else you would add to that list? And of those, no. where does Will Ospreay I, 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 mean, I think in? it's. I think Will Ospreay's at the bottom of that. Um, to the, like, Will Ospreay's still, like, I have to... Like, admit that he's entertaining but just kind of fuck him i'm not full like i'm not totally like gonna put him in the best in the world conversation but right. he's good in the ring yeah chris good so i would defend i would say um okada number one with 
you know, when it comes to all out performance and crowd reaction and everything you need to be a professional wrestler, right? Like people have to care. You have to get the crowd involved. You have to be able to work. You have to be able to do a promo. Um, I would say a very close second, uh, John Moxley, and then everybody else is, I wouldn't be able to even differentiate to rank the rest of them. Right, right. But you, don't, you don't have to rank. Yeah, they're no, I know. I'm just saying, like all those, because here's the thing, like every people ask me who your favorite wrestler is, like you know, because I know I'm a wrestling fan. They'll say, who's your favorite wrestler of all time? Listen, you know, we shit all over him sometimes. Some days it's Chris Jericho. He was fucking great a lot, you know, a lot. He's a fucking wanker now, but he was awesome for a while. Some days I say it was a dynamite kid, another fucking horrible human being, but he was a great wrestler. Like, you know, those things, they change on almost on your mood. Yeah, they're subjective. Right. Yeah, they're subjective yeah. to how you feel that day or that week. But um, I would definitely definitively say that Osprey is the is – not Osprey, I'm sorry. Yeah, Okada is the best out of those guys. I couldn't think of anybody else to even add to that list. You get such a weird thing where it's like this, you know, flavor of the month or the flavor of the week, and then all of a sudden, well, best wrestler, he's the best wrestler, he's the best wrestler. Well, you know, as someone that watches wrestling regularly, I also buy in on, like, the story being told, the way the person's portrayed, the way they act in the ring, and Osprey don't win shit. The only title he's ever had is the fucking Rev Pro title. So if you're going to use, like, storyline as part of your gauge, if it's just the best guy doing flips, hey, Flip Gordon's really good at that. I like Osprey's offense a lot better now than I used to since he put on weight. He does some really nasty fucking kicks and punch and uh, elbows. But when it comes down to it, Kazuchika Okada is the best one. He sells the best. He looks the best. He's believable. He looks like he is, like he's the chief. Not the tribal chief, but the chief of this list. And John Moxley. I love John Moxley. He comes out there and he's a badass. We'll talk about him in a little bit. But yeah. I just want to throw that out there because, you know, got a lot of people are just like, they, they just so flavor of the month. And it's like, give yourself a couple of days to think about it, you know. Calm down a little bit. Let it marinate. Marinate. To be day. fair, Osprey did win that uh, Power Rangers looking New Japan title. Oh, he did. That's right. In addition to that. Rev Pro. So. Yeah. But point remains. Yeah. Then he just then he couldn't come back. They took it off him. And he walked around with <laughs> Power Rangers. Power title. Rangers one. Still around. <laughs> Uh, news out of the show. Uh, first of all, we talked about Wrestle Kingdom going back to one day. And your dash is coming back. Uh, also, uh, there's a New York show at the end of October. Friday at the end of October for Halloween. And Stardom is touring with them. Brandon, you going? I think we got tickets to a show. We can't go. Ooh. Oh, if you guys aren't going, then hell no. But you could talk me into it. Well, we already <laughs> bought tickets to Pyro. Where are you going? Remember? Oh, okay. Is that the same night? The same day. I wish I hadn't bought tickets to Bob because I would go. <laughs> We'd rather go to this. Dude. We'd go <laughs> That's a tough draw, yeah. I know. Sorry. I think I kind of pushed the pile ticket purchase and then damned you up over your, your girls. Yeah, too late. She bought it already. We're tied in. <laughs> pile. Pile. Yeah. Chris, you going? I checked it. I, yeah, I'm going to pile. Uh, okay. I bought tickets. I want to hang out with you guys. I want to stand in the crowd at pile and not clap when any of the songs are done. Yeah. I listened to them. I checked them out. You know what I'm talking about. When I heard them, and you can see what I mean, I immediately assumed, and they're they're, they're decent. It's not my speed, but they were good. It's not like I'm going to say they suck, but they're definitely a band. I was was like, oh, this is definitely a band that when they're done songs, nobody says anything. They just throw fans ice them. 
No, they. Do. You know what I'm talking? No, like that was gaze, a thing. Shoegaze wow. people, they stare at their shoes when they. That what it is. Shoe, that's what shoegaze is. Okay, yeah, that's so, what they call I, it. It's, it's, I'm not the oldest one on this podcast, and yet I act like I'm 70. Yeah, don't I don't understand. know why. I don't know why. I, I, two years I, on I you. Pay attention. <laughs> yeah, Pyle's not like that. Pyle's more like noise rock. Noise rocky. Definitely good though. I like. Yeah, it. good stuff. Sorry, New Japan and Stardom. Yeah. I'm imagining the Stardom shows is probably going to be a tag match. Well, the other non-selling point of this mm-hmm. is that it's in New York. It's in Times Square, too, apparently. It's fucking expensive. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I can only imagine what that is. What the... Uh, what the, the Palladium? I don't even know what this place is. The Palladium? Oh, that's where they used to shoot MT- the MTV Dance Party show with Julian oh, Brown. Oh, they did? It's so. Times Square, yeah. Hmm, interesting. Hey, if you're having fun, let us know how it is. If you're going to go, let us know how it is. I'm not going to make it. Sorry. Hopefully, if they get good uh, ticket sales, they'll keep touring. Also, they're going to, they're having a tournament for the IWGP women's title, the New Japan IWGP women's title, which starts at two shows in England, New Japan's having. And uh, they're going to have a couple of, they've announced that a very famous foreign wrestler is going to wrestle in the on the British side. I, that's all I got. That's all we got. They're, they haven't announced who it is yet. Who do you think it is? Brandon, it's it's Sasha Banks, ain't it? They're paying her they're paying her thirty thousand dollars. Thirty thousand dollars for two days, yeah, per minute. <laughs> I have no fucking idea. Right. I, we don't know. I'm assuming it's gonna be like uh, Tony Storm or something like that. But we don't know. Also Jim, go ahead. do you think you tell you tell uh, your significant other, sorry, you got to go to pile by yourself. I'm going uh, going up to watch Stardom in New York. Same day, your uh, Stardom bikini book shows up. The book mail. comes in the mail. You think that would be it? <laughs> you think she would finally she divorce you <laughs> once she sees how much it costs? <laughs> oh, hey, you boy, guys, you guys talked me into like... it, and I drank too much. Uh, I don't see funny. a problem with this at all. I mean, I got bathroom a bathroom book of. Uh, New Japan uh, gym boobs. Yep. So, like, you know, pack my pack book. Yep, no, there's no problem at all. But yep. No problem at all. I love it. Not everybody sees it as clear as we do, you know? Yeah. No. I, also have, I also have the ability to sell it on the internet for a lot of money. There you go. I picked the girl that I thought was going to be it's a an investment. Able to sell I could sell for five more. <laughs> in five more years, she's going to be a superstar. That's why I got to sign it. All right. So, uh, yeah, the New Japan uh, Stardom Historic X-Over show. They announced some matches. You guys ready for these matches? Here we go. Eight-person tag match. Suzuki-Goon of Taichi uh, tai and Yoshinobu Kanemaru are tagging with Cosmic Angels, Natsupoi and Tom Nakano, versus the Suzuki-Goon team of Doki, or Duki, as we call him, and El Desperado with Momo Watanabe and Starlight Kid. I'll keep going. Keep going. Tag team match. Hiroshi Tanahashi in Utami Hayashishita versus Hiroki Goto and Micah. These are real matches, ladies and gentlemen. Tag team yeah, match. Suri and Tom Lawler versus Julia and Zack Sabre Jr. Brandon, thoughts? Yeah, it's not often do I you, you read these things off and I'm actually like, holy fuck, that's what they're doing? I'll have to take a look at this one. It's fucking nuts. This show's going to be amazing. Chris, thoughts? This, this is the New York show? 
No, they no. This is this. this is the Exover show, right? Yeah, this is the one in Tokyo. Yo, <laughs> I, I like how they put Tom Waller and the the two UFC people. Yep, the, the two UFC same, people uh, fight. Yeah, the two the yeah. Jack Saber Jr. who's British and Julie who like lived in Britain for like three minutes. So there you go. She speaks a little English. She lived in Britain for three minutes. <laughs> she had a layover at Heathrow. <laughs> that sounds like fun. I think it's pretty good. I like how Starlight Kid's been using the nu- numero deuce, numero dookie, the numero dos for uh, for uh, submission, the El Desperado submission. She's been using it in the uh, tournament. It's been good stuff. Big fan, big fan, big fan of this. Yeah, this is interesting. Tanahashi and Utami. Hachi machi. We got some stuff going on. That's right. And I'm assuming that the people that haven't been named yet are probably in this tournament. And there's no way anyone is winning. <laughs> yes, that's, that's you there's, gotta know. There's no way anyone that's that's anyone but Mayu Watani is winning this IWGP World Championship. There's no one else winning it. I'm sorry. I hate to spoil it for you all, but she's the one that's winning it. <laughs> Deal with it. All right, let's move on. I guess. Uh, what else do I got? Um, Stardom, I guess we can talk about Stardom Five Star Cla- uh, Grand Prix. We missed a lot of stuff, but I'm just going to go through some of these matches. Most importantly, I want to talk about um, Mariah and Suzu Suzuki. Chris, thoughts? Mariah versus Suzu Suzuki, the rematch. Suzu, her first match in the in the the five star. She's selling the elbow and the shoulder, and uh, Mariah beats the shit out of her for 13 minutes. But the, she did the story of this match was that fucking shoulder. It was fucking great. I thought this was good. Go ahead, Chris. Yeah, uh, oh jeez, got really loud all of a sudden. <laughs> um, yeah, this was a really good match. Once again, I think I watched this a while. When did this one come out? This is in the last week. Yeah, last week. I think this might have been a watch as soon as you set it up or told us about it. So, um, good match. I, I'm sorry, I don't really have a recollection of this. I think I have brain damage. Um, no need to talk I do about remember, it. Doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's. I have to skip this. I'm trying to access it. I got so much going on in my head right now as far as wrestling matches, and I didn't really do notes for this. I'm trying to do the um, I'm trying to find the standings. They're hard to find. There we go. I got the standings. So I go through. You know what? This was th- this was the five star. Yeah. And we had and we had the final for that, right? No. We're, wait, we're not even close to the final yet. No. Okay. okay. All right. I'm, I'm just going through the standings real quick. So, so let's go through. Uh, Red Stars, we got Utami and uh, Azumi at the top with eight points. And then Blue Stars, we got Hazuki with 12 points. She's undefeated so far, which is pretty surprising. But still looming on the horizon is the final day of the Blue Stars. Is Julie versus Suzu Suzuki is going to be that one. And Suzu's got no points now, and Julie's only got four. We're going to get that Naito run where they're going to go undefeated for the rest of the tournament and then face each other, which should be good. There you go. There's your starting uh, update. Any questions? No Brandon, points. Anna? No so, points for Suzu Suzuki. That nope. surprises me. Yeah. She's only going to be two matches. She wrestled. She's got zero points. And okay. Julia's going to be throwing shoes. I hope. I hope Wasn't Julia that. throwing shoes at Suzu's? Oh, she's throwing <laughs> her bikini <laughs> at her from the bikini. Oh, guys, is throwing stuff. Take your pick. Yeah. Let's oh God. That's right. All right, let's move yeah, on. No, this is interesting. They're really uh, – so, sorry, the only thing I say, I was like, I mean, they're really going peak dramatism here. It's like they're, they're holding everybody back like the uh, the Belmont Stakes here. The the, the best horses are going to come surging on that last half mile make the difference. Yeah. Down the stretch they come. Yeah, I don't see Su- the Hazegi winning it. She's undefeated right now, but I, I think she faces Julia next. I think she's doomed. 
But yeah, just keep be, an eye on it. Should be a good run, and we'll get a final. You know, the final. I think the final show is October first or something like that. That's the final five star show. But um, if you guys are listening wow. at home, and you so want, this is like a quarter of the their years. Yes, yeah, they spread it shit. out. I think there's three pay per views that have nothing to do with it during it. In the midst of it, okay. Right. So the last the last pay per view, um, Stardom X Stardom, Kyrie got COVID. They changed the lineup. It ends up being uh, Sayakami Tani versus uh, um, Himika. It's getting good reviews. It still isn't on their streaming service yet. Of course not. Fuckers. So, yeah, we'll be able to check that out. But that was kind of disappointing. I was like one of the few matches of the year that I was most looking forward to was the Sayakami Tani and Kyrie one. And I'm assuming he's going to get pushed COVID. back to the end of the year. So we'll see what happens. But there you go. If you guys want to at home, if you uh, want to watch Stardom, if you want to get caught up on Stardom, best way to do it, YouTube. I just sat there and watched, uh, this morning I watched a bunch of matches. They popped up on YouTube. It's in Japanese, but it's really well uh, edited. This The quality is way better than the quality I get on fucking Stardom World, that's for sure. <laughs> fucking Film, film Isn't that cool? A, filmed in a trash can with a trash can. Yeah. <laughs> when you pay. You, was, you was pay. The, yeah, you were saying the one looked like it was filmed in somebody's basement. It looks like, no, it looks like a fucking Russian bathhouse. That's exactly what yeah. it looks like. It's like got gold, gaudy fucking auditorium look. It's like, what is this? It's just a flip book of like courtroom drawings. Right, right. That you get to go. <laughs> the Osaka show, which was a good show. It had some good matches on it. You could see a legit basketball net. They're in the fucking auditorium. <laughs> What are you doing, man? Got to work somewhere, I guess, right? Turn it up, though, man. Come on. That's fine. All right, TJPW's um, Princess Cup. A lot of controversy with this. Fun show. Uh, Real quick, we'll just talk about a couple of the matches, especially the semifinals, right? So uh, what did we get? Give me a minute to get caught up here. If you guys have any questions, let me know. All right, semifinal, we got Yuka Sakazaki, who beat Suzume, the Hornet girl, and Mio Watanabe. Defeated Miyu Yamashita in an upset. And talk about babyface, underdog babyface. Miyu Watanabe, man, she fucking kicked ass in these two matches. Chris, thoughts? You, you watch these, right? Uh, actually, no, I only watched the final on this one. Let's move on then. Let's um, move to the final. Yeah, one. yeah, yeah. But no, I mean, I would like to hear about it. I, I, when, when you sent that out, I believe it was a direct link to the final match. Okay. Um, so I, but I didn't know what led up to it. So why don't you talk about it and then we'll, uh, you know, I just kind of, when you sent that out, I just assumed, eh, maybe nothing really happened, but it sounded like something did. Yeah, Mio Watanabe um, beating Mio Yamashita is a big deal because this is like the third generation of um, Tokyo Joshi Pro wrestlers. The first generation being Mio Yamashita, Yuka Sakazaki, uh, Shoko Nakajima, somebody else who I'm forgetting. But um, yeah, this is like the up-and-coming young talent are starting to get wins, which is really hard to come by in Japanese wrestling. They hold on to their main talent for a very long time. Example, Tanahashi, top of the card forever. We're dealing with Okada. Well, not maybe not dealing. Enjoying Okada at the top of the card in New Japan. It takes a long time for these young uh, artists, these young uh, performers to get to the top of the card. So, Mia Watanabe in an upset. She beats Mia Yamashita, and she faced Yuka Sakazaki in the final. And um, the crowd, Chris, you watched this final. The fucking crowd was way behind fucking Mia Watanabe. There were some women yeah. in the crowd that were fucking crying. They had, like, this I, was great underdog fucking babyface shit. It was great. Go ahead. Yeah, this was a really good match. I, I think I found, like, one of my favorite uh, my favorite um, Joshi wrestlers, like, finally have one to attach to with Yuka Sakazaki. 
You know what I mean? Um, we saw her live. We did. So I, I had that. Like one of the biggest things that we talked about before, we weren't really watching as much. Brandon and I didn't know anything that was going on, didn't know anybody's names. It was like, oh, I don't know who to relate to. And even still at this point, it's like, you know, one of my favorite stardom wrestlers is um, Kyrie. You, you know what I mean? Like it's just like just because I have this semi-history with her, and I almost feel that about Yuka Sakazaki. But this match was a fucking banger. You know, and um, yeah, I, I, it's just I, I really don't have much more to add to it. I really enjoyed it. It flew by. I remember I was sitting here watching it in my basement. A lot of times when you get that, you know, the Japanese finals tend to be very long. And I remember watching it and I was, you see that timestamp. You're like, all right, well, wait a minute. It's a Japanese final in the tournament. So the last 20 minutes of that timestamp is some kind of interaction, some post-match <laughs> something. Right. There's crying and then they talk and then it's like, so it's like, all right, you got an hour. I got to put aside an hour to watch this match. You're like, wait a minute. It's only probably about 35 to 40 minutes because they're going to talk. There's and there's also like, you know, 15 minutes of videos and then the entrances. So it's like, all right, OK, all right, I'm going to watch this. And it was just really exciting. Uh, I did. There was some. I don't want to – this isn't a detriment to the match. I would say that there were – for me, there were some pacing issues where it was a little bit fast for me to actually grip onto what was happening because they go back and forth so much during the course of the match. But it's also the Japanese storytelling is just a little bit different than what I've been conditioned to over the last almost 50 years of watching wrestling. So you have to watch it with different eyes when you do that. But um, it was really super entertaining, uh, and uh, we got some action after the fact, right? I mean – Yep. Yuka Sakazaki crying. Thanks, everybody. Um, Shoko Nakajima, who's the champ, gets challenged by Yuka Sakazaki. I don't know where this show's happening. Didn't happen on the P- uh, Wrestle Peter Pan, which I still haven't watched, but um, I don't, I'm not sure exactly. <laughs> yes, Wrestle Peter Pan. Look at Wrestle Peter Pan. <laughs> That's right. Why? Never, never grow up. Let me, let me ask you this. That's the, so the girl that came out and challenged her, the woman that came out and challenged her, yes. she's the champion. Yes. That is the Breath of the Wild Barbarian gear. Yes. Okay, that's what I thought. All right, I just wanted to make sure I was on the right page. Choco here. Nakajima, right. she's the champ. Nakajima. Yeah. All right, we saw her live. Now, can though. you now can you get Choco Pro wrestling on Wrestle Peter Pan, or is that you got to go to a different streaming service? Choco Pro, Choco Pro, you get on the uh, YouTube. Okay. Yeah, Choco Pro, you can watch. So, yeah, yeah, some of these are hilarious. Yeah, it's funny. The same thing. I think it was. I think it was the uh, AEW Women's Tournament when they did the Japanese. Uh, bracket mm-hmm. that Yuka Sakazaki stood out to me. It's like the first one I felt like I had uh, an emotional connection to. So she just looks so damn cool. So uh, it, was, it was funny to hear you say that, Chris. I feel the same. Interesting thing about this match is that, like, okay, Yuka Sakazaki is a lot stronger than a lot of the TJPW roster, like physically stronger, except for Miyu Watanabe, who's like the powerhouse of the division. And But Yuka has other tricks, and that's what ends up right. winning this match for her. The crowd looked legitimately upset. This was really well done, and I think you should go out of your way to check it out. And I guarantee, go follow TJPW on YouTube. They will download this match. As soon as they, unlike uh, you know New Japan, who are afraid to put anything up for free ever, um, D, D, all the DDT companies, they're like, oh, people are talking about this overseas. I'll put it up for free so you can watch it. So you can tell your friends, and maybe I get a couple people to subscribe to uh, Wrestle, Wrestling uh, Universe. It's like in the wire okay. when they would give out the free bags. Free bags. This is and good shit. Beginning of the week. Take it. <laughs> and then they all come shuffling up. Oh, we're gonna buy more. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you what though, man. Like I'm starting to notice it. I notice it in um, 
that, you know, pro wrestling, which would be my attachment to Japanese storytelling, but you see it in uh, anime, things like that, that it seems that they have a much better way of telling stories than we do in the United States here. Like to elicit legitimate emotion, right? Real human emotion, not just toxic uh, reality television, dysfunction, weird, like, you know, horrible things happening to people. Emotion where you just kind of feel I, I personally just feel off when I see it where they actually they actually tap into legitimate healthy emotion they make you care they make you love they make you they make you want to see these things these people succeed or 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 well I shouldn't say fail cuz you're more into watching the person like it's like I don't want to watch this guy lose I want to watch this person win right and they have a better way of facilitating that like and that's across the board and you see it you see it you just you know, for an example, we'll just talk about stardom real quick. You see it in their storytelling where no one really is a bad guy. There's rule breakers. They don't really have bad guys. No one gets booed, really. You get, no. You get fucking uh, Momo Watanabe kicking people with a wrench in her boot, and people are cheering her. They're not really <laughs> bad guys. They're rule breakers. People cheer her. that cheer her, though. She's so She's good. She's fucking amazing. Like, just look at her head. You're just like, as far as rule. lay his head in that big hiney. <laughs> well, you know, back to um, back to Kyrie, right? They're just like, listen, you guys didn't. Uh, this is a, a common thing. This isn't something that people just they just thought up some ridiculous reason for them to not kind of be supporting this younger talent. Right. There's no like this is a legitimate thing that people feel as they get older most people we deal with it on a regular basis here where it's like you didn't have to go through what i i worked my whole life to make a life that's better for my children and now i'm angry because they have it so easy and i had it so hard even though i worked so hard to make even their though life my easier. whole even though my right. whole point was to make it easy on you you didn't have it as hard as i do so you don't know anything right and and this is I mean look we all know it it's a thing right uh you know the, how many people that we know that are over a certain age that have just com- almost completely lost their minds because they're realizing their irrelevance right right and they start attacking everybody that's young I mean this is a thing right and they use that real thing to elicit like a reaction and to get you compelled in this storyline and then you look at the other other wrestling promotions, one that we're going to talk about later on, and it's two goofballs walking down the ring like, hey, hey, and you're like, <laughs> what are we doing here? Why? Why do you behave like that? You know what I mean? It's like, I don't know. I, I'm starting to see the superiority in general, general storytelling. Basic storytelling. You know? Basic storytelling. As not in going the opening the book, starting at yeah. the beginning, coming <laughs> yeah. to the end. It's right. not and hard. It's, and you're using... I'll get into this point. Why don't we move on? Because I want to get this is going to attach into, to a point that I have with AEW. Brandon, any questions or thoughts after before we move on to AEW? Um, well, since we're heading there, I'll just say, like, do you think that there's room for for that kind of storytelling in an AEW? Or I don't. Uh, since there's the the gun the gun club uh, beating on their dad, like to then go at a commercial break and. And tell like a deep story. It would it wouldn't play, or you think you could? I know I you just think answered, so. Jim. I don't know. I think we're so conditioned to uh, over the top storylines where you know a bad guy's a bad guy because he beats up his own dad. 
You know what I mean? Like, as, like, yeah. suddenly, suddenly, fucking Billy Gunn is sympathetic. He's been nothing but a jerk. And now we're supposed to cheer him? I don't, He's I don't know. Not- the simplicity is lost because we're so conditioned to have over the top reality TV based storylines where, you know, lie, cheat, and steal and do terrible things to each other. I don't know. I don't think, I don't think it could work. Yeah, Chris, you were going to yeah, say. Yeah. I was going to say the the key word in your in your whole point there was conditioned, right? Yeah, You're conditioned, conditioned to watch it a certain way. It, it would take so long. You would have to break people in slowly but surely on like a, you know, C, D, E level storyline that just takes forever to tell. And, and you wouldn't even re- realize that you're into the storyline until you're two years into it yeah right and then you're like holy shit this has been going on forever and then you'd be able to manipulate but that would be take so long for you to manipulate people into you have to recondition their minds into watching it like this and it just would never work um but uh right yeah i mean like you said jim like you know all of a sudden billy gunn is a sympathetic character not only has he been a heel since AEW, this guy has been a shitbag since the fucking early 90s he's always been a dick right he's always been a dick that's what he is that's fine but that's what his character is he's kind of a dick yeah we celebrate dicks in this country oh god well that was the whole back not to go off and all yeah. thing, but it was like go ahead. you know uh john cena was the baby face rusev was the heel why was rusev a heel eh, he was kind of mean he was a heavy competitor right took guys out he was very cutthroat in the ring shouldn't you be it is you're trying to win trying to win <laughs> what was so evil about him he was in a, he had a really attractive girlfriend at the time right that he loved that was horrible or <laughs> there was that there was he was from another country because you know that's a terrible thing to be you can't be from somewhere else and be proud of it you're not allowed to he do wasn't that. bearing the flag of the chosen whites right, right. right. and then, <laughs> then you have then you have john cena who is quite possibly and they and and, and listen it was a masterpiece what they did with that character in that one wrestlemania against bray wyatt but they had they finally acknowledge it, but you have this, you know, the 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 pinnacle of baby faces. In my opinion, the last face of that company that they actually was more important than the logo itself. And he is a dickhead. Complete penis. He's a fucking bully and an asshole. He's always talking about people's balls. He's always making fun size of the size of, balls, of their junk. Little dicks. Right? I mean, it's just like, this is not, you know, and they finally recognize it. And look, it's the mastery of how weird wrestling fandom is and just wrestling in general, how strange it is that this guy was in any world a baby face. The only reason was is because he was kind of did a salute. And he, people were like, oh, yeah, it's great. John Cena, and he sold a ton of merch. And, yeah. But other than that, like, you know, you can be like, listen, I can go out and you know, find neighborhood dogs and beat them with reeds and still support the troops that are overseas. I mean, it doesn't, you know, there's two, there's, there's many layer layers to being a fucking jerk off. It doesn't, you know what I mean? It's just, I don't know. I'm beating dogs with reeds in my neighborhood. <laughs> that, that never really actually happened. I actually did pull that out of my ass. That one. Go ahead, Brandon. Yeah, I guess, I guess said differently. They asked my question. I'm like, I, could I dare be? Could we dare be ahead of a curve of what pro wrestling fans would want to watch, or is this just a completely different group of people that I'll never really relate to and understand and as to what they want? Because like, kind of getting into AEW here this week, that CM Punk comes out, and I'm 
I just got out of Yellowstone. It was pure beauty for a week, and I'm just like, what is this fucking guy pissed about? What, <laughs> this guy's a coward because he's not doing – and this and it just kind of lands, lands a little flat for the umpteenth week in a row that this is the uh, what, how we create drama. So It's funny, you know, to, just to, real quick to go back to it. Like you think about that whole – the storytelling and the way it's done in other places as opposed to what we're conditioned to. We had two women beat the piss out of each other. Tom Nakano and Natsupoi for like an entire weekend. And then the pay-per-view comes along. Natsupoi now is with Tam, uh, Tom and now they're holding hands and we're all cheering. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's just, I don't know. There's just, it's a, there's a difference. I don't know. I don't get it. I don't know if we're ahead or behind the curve here. Well, I was going to say, Brandon, I don't think you were on the cast. You were away the week that we did. We covered that match. But remember when I said, when you looked at Tom Nakano and Natsupoi, these were not two women that were now allied with one another. They were legitimately, I saw people, human beings in love with one another. Yeah, that's, that's what, what I saw sell, on my television. That's how they sell friendships. Right? Pure love. They, pure love with the puppy dog eyes and the longing stares at one another. I had a I would get into off topic. I had a co- I lived. I was a roommate with this couple, and they were breaking up. And I used to walk down the steps, and they would just be staring into each other's eyes on the couch. That's how I communicate. I, like, I gotta go. God damn it! Yeah. So, I did, so I just did a bunch of drugs and went in my room. There you go. No. All right, let's move on. We'll talk about AEW. Let's talk about AEW this week. Um, first off, Brandon had mentioned it. Sam Punk comes out. Uh, he showed up two weeks ago. We we didn't review that. We're not about to start. Shows up two weeks ago at the end of the pay-per-view. He comes out this week. He calls out uh, Hangman, calls him coward. He starts going on a, uh, a heel heel promo. He's just bashing on fucking Eddie Kingston. He's bashing on fucking John Moxley. He's bashing. He's calling himself the the best in the world again. The old best in the world fucking CM Punk is back. And then Moxley comes out. We have a pull pro there cursing and screaming and kissing and fighting. We get a pull apart brawl. Uh, you know, building to the pay-per-view. Later on, uh, Tony Nese is going to go down and wrestle someone, and John Moxley attacks him from behind, goes in the ring and says, CM Punk, you got to fight me now. Fuck this bullshit. They said they could do another little pull-apart thing. And there you go. I disagree with Brandon. I thought this was fucking brilliant. I loved every fucking minute of this. I was hype, and I cannot wait for this match. Brandon, go ahead. Yeah, I don't know. I think I kind of said my piece. I was just like... Oh, okay. I saw like pipe bomb, pipe bomb forward. This is the this is the fucking promo, and I'm like, it's like a. I agree with that. Uh, it it's like a arcade fire album or something. You're like, boy, they're really good, and you listen to it, and you're, it's like, this isn't. I just don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, thoughts. So you know, I'm gonna tell you. First of all, I don't ever think that CM Punk in my eyes doesn't ever work as what he was when he first came back. Cause you know, I mean, the, for what we've been exposed to as you know, for, for, from Phil Brooks, he's kind of a dick. Yeah. Right. He is the atypical straight edge, hardcore kid that never grew up. He, he, he comes up. Look, maybe he's working the entire time. Right. Let me just cut you off. Who knows? So the difference being John Cena, who portrays a dick on TV, apparently is a very great guy in real life. Mm-hmm. Phil Brooks, who plays a good guy and a bad guy on TV, by all accounts, is a fucking prick in real life. Yeah. Good. And, you know, not holding it against him. I don't give a shit. I don't fucking know him. Never meet him. Who cares? That's his life. But he doesn't come off. His look, 
his style, his promo style, everything. It doesn't come off as this this pure uh, pure babyface role. Now he was in that role in the beginning because you know he was on the CM Punk World Tour. He was back. Everybody was cheering. But to what Brandon has talked about a bunch of times, it was like, how long can we do this? I'm getting sick of this. Well, guess what? It's over. It is over. And it started with Eddie Kingston, right? Look, you're not good. <laughs> you know, the reason why you are where you are is because you don't work hard enough. End of story. And, you know, uh, 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 the fact that they have these, like like we were just talking about with stardom. This is more along that stardom, that uh, Joshi uh, type of storytelling where it's like, you know, you don't have to be a pure baby face or a pure hero. You're just a dude in the ring, and this is the way you behave. I mean, look, by all accounts, fucking Conor McGregor in real life, you know, like real life fighting is probably not the way he actually acts but like he came across as a fucking jerk off and guess what people love that dude mm-hmm. still they still think he's coming back to take the title from fucking whoever so you know i mean you can still do that and it's a more realistic character that you play those line that line you know look i don't like the way the guy acts but man he really puts it all out there when he goes into the ring that's fucking that's that's more realistic than anything else that you're going to show to us. Not everybody is either all good or all bad, you know? So if you're as bad as these human beings portray themselves to be on television, the HR would have already come for 99% of them. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. So it's like, you know, but I, I, like I'm with Jim on this. I dug this. I, I always feel that there's a little bit of, um, there's a little bit of, ugh, there's a little cringe to every promo that john moxley does mm. it's still there for me doesn't mean he's not great it's just still like there was always like i was wasn't a fan when we started this podcast and then i became a fan as he got more into the mox role and was able to do whatever he wanted i never liked him as Danny, dean ambrose i always thought he was silly but you know obviously he was under a different uh working for a different company at the time but there was always that like ugh and he still he still has it. Oh, the pipe bomb! Here we go! I'm dodging pipe bombs, and it's just like, uh, yeah, you're kind of a nerd. Yeah, but that's I mean, you're, yeah, but that one of the good things about AEW is that they don't ignore. I mean, we don't, and we've complained since day one. We don't like when they necessarily reference WWE shit. It's kind of like your own your own thing, do your own thing. But they also don't ignore the fact that wrestling is a universe. And not just the WWE universe. They don't ignore it and pretend that these people don't exist somewhere else. They bring it in a little bit. And this this was one of those things where I was like, this worked a little bit. I did not like the, the him going, pipe bomb, pipe bomb. It was kind of dumb. But I thought overall it built to a match that really has no build. It just started the build last week at the end of yeah. the show. And we have a pay-per-view in what, two weeks? And yeah. I think this did a good job of getting people hyped to want to watch it. I'm hyped to watch it. Yeah, but aren't they wrestling on Wednesday? Uh, they are, but I don't. I don't know how that's gonna go down. I, yeah, I'm just saying. Like, I mean, that was. Yeah, I, I want to save my way. prediction was... for the main, for the pay per view until we talk about the pay per view because I got. Oh a yeah, 100. I got. I, I know what's. It's here, and I'm not going to be shocked when it happens. So okay, uh, I'm interested. It. Yeah. Uh, American Dragon against the Dragon Slayer for the dragons with Ricky Dragon and Steamboat nearby in the House of Dragons, and there was a wizard. Chris Jericho. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we get a best two out of three falls match. Uh, Daniel Garcia maybe turning babyface. I don't know. It's AEW. A lot of guys act like they're going to turn babyface and they go, <laughs> I've told you so. I'm not, going, I'm not a good guy. I'm a bad guy. 
But a uh, very good match. Uh, Brian Daniels was first time in the ring, and there you go. Brandon, thoughts? Yeah, I love this. Cohesive, especially with House of the Dragon Knight here. Daniel Garcia, I think, is legitimate. Um, I've talked before about how these type of matches, with you get a good like LaBelle lock-in, and then they just break out in a spurt of action and then back into the holds. This has been my favorite as of late. Uh, two out of three falls, whatever. You know, I like that they, the, the way that they paced it out. And the, you gotta get the fucking steamboat and, you know, maybe get in Jericho's ear a little bit here saying, you know, Brian Danielson's better for you, Daniel. Why don't you hop over to the BBC club? BBCC. <laughs> nope. Go get, why don't you go I'm get a BBC, BBC partner? I'm a BBC. Yeah, I'm in the BBC club. <laughs> I'm definitely in it. Yeah, that's all right. Uh, yeah, Chris, good. Wrestling on television. Crazy, right? It's pretty fucking oh, yeah. good. House of the Dragon. Dragons. Dragons. Dragon. American Dragon. Dragon Slayer. We watched House of the Dragon yesterday. I didn't, watch the it. I didn't watch it. You guys going to watch that? Uh, yeah, my wife wants to watch it. I have I watch zero it. interest in any more ga- Game of Thrones. I'm done with Game of Thrones, but I will watch it to make her happy, and I'm sure I'll enjoy it, but I'm not I'm not stoked to watch it. Let's put it that way. Well, I'll put it this way. Um, there was some violencia. In that show, mm-hmm. and it uh, it piqued my interest to uh, to watch more. So, you, you know, few and far between TV shows that I watch, so I was happy with it. It ain't mash, but you know, not, yeah, not much is. Frazier. Um, Varsity Yo, Blondes. Talk- don't even. We, How dare you? We were talking about Varsity Blondes in the Gun Club. Uh, Billy Gunn is now with uh, the the acclaimed. They did. They fingered each other. The Gun Club are evil. Scissor me, Dad. Sizz, they scissored each other. There you go. Jungle Boy did a terrible promo. Got in a fist fight with fucking Christian Cage. They were whatting him. The fans started. The AW crowd was whatting him. I'm just gonna go through this card because I don't want to. I don't want to dwell too much. Uh, we had a Tony Storm match. It was pretty good. That uh, Kylan King girl came back. She went uh, did a tour around the country and worked for a bunch of companies. She came back. She looked a lot better than she did about a year ago. And most importantly, oh, let's talk about that first before we get to the main event. Go ahead. Uh, any thoughts on any of that stuff, Brandon? I don't think so, to be <laughs> honest with you. Neither <laughs> do I. I don't have any thoughts on any of it. I mean, it's so I was going to make a point earlier. I'll make it now. Good. Um, you talk about storytelling. We were talking about in stardom, blah blah blah. And, you know, and in, in these uh, Joshi wrestling, uh, how they tell their stories. And then I was going to get to get to a point. It's almost like because you were talking about is this the way we should be telling stories? Or, AW since the beginning, all their stories are like a little like, like, like a little off. Mm-hmm. Like there's just something I'm just like, I can't put my finger on what it is, but something about this story is just like, ugh. what? Like what do we? Okay, I don't know what it is, and maybe it's just because they hotshot everything. Mm. Um, whatever, you know, there's people out there that love it. I watch it every week, but maybe that's what it is. That was the point I wanted to make earlier when I was saying, oh, lead into AEW. It's just like, there's all, it's always just kind of like, like if you say like, what, what do you like and what do you dislike about AEW storytelling? And I would say, well, I like the talent and I like that it's different and, and it kind of looks a little bit more raw, whatever, you know, all these little things. And then when you say, well, what do you dislike about AEW storytelling? I'd be like, I don't know. Something. Oh, something's off. Something's off. I can't put my finger on it, but and that's how and that's this is the epitome of it. Mm-hmm. 
there was just like, oh, no, we're 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 cool. We're not cool. You yelled at us. Oh, we're cool. Next week, we're cool. Next week, we're not cool. There's no subtlety. This is just like. There's also no conclusion to anything. No conclusion to anything. (laughs) We got the the tag champs. We're about to get in a fight because one eliminated the other one from a fucking battle royal. And then that just was like, yeah, we decided not to do that. All right, you want to move on? Really have a, uh, Good. They don't really have a definitive like Super Bowl WrestleMania reset button no, like don't. WWE that actually does kind of serve a purpose more than I realize because now we're just in this days of our lives. Who knows what season it is? Right. Mode like it would be nice to have a definitive like even in the you know what I'm saying. We know Kingston's coming back and he's going to fight fucking CM Punk again at some point. We just saw this last year. Yeah. Like these stories never end. They just keep yeah. going and going. No, yeah. no. Yeah, they never end. All right. I mean, so, WWE is doing anymore either. They haven't done it for a while. But WrestleMania you would used to be the reset. Wrestle Kingdom is the definitive reset. Definitive reset. They're the only ones that really do it. Where it's like, right. okay, we're all done because we'll do Wrestle Kingdom. And then what is it? Whatever the New night Year Dash. is. New Year Dash. The night after. The weekend after. Whatever it is. That the show. Day after. The day after that show, that's when the bad guy, the new bad guy for the year, comes in and attacks the, <laughs> the 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 baby face from last year. Yeah, and then we're like, oh, big baby shit. face gets attacked by fucking Minoru Suzuki, comes back from nowhere. Right, from nowhere. Yeah. Ugh, I'm back. He comes back, and then they're like, oh, new stories coming up next. But first, let's watch Fantastica Mania. Here's Teton. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna the Mexican guys in Tokyo. Right. Such, a, such a weird setup. Um, so, okay, main event time, uh, AEW Trios Championship Tournament quarterfinals match. Uh, La Facción Ingobernable. Andrade El Idolo with Jose the Assistant. Roosh and Dragon Lee. Super babyface Dragon Lee is with these two creeps. Against the Young Bucks and the worst kept secret in professional wrestling. Kenny Omega is back with clothes on. <laughs> This match was good, though. And Kenny Omega coming back was good. It felt good. The crowd is real. They fucking love this dude, man. Um, this was a huge fucking pop. This was a lot of fun. And him pretending to be hurt was good. This is pretty good storytelling if it wasn't. If it was a little cheesy. But I found this very entertaining. And this was a good way to bring him back. Brandon, go. Yeah, I agree. Uh, just to tag on to what I would say, I think it did a good job of, like, injecting, I don't know if I would say optimism or excitement into this trio's picture to, to start this off with that i think served its purpose entirely and dragon lee pretty cool so Chris a strong match for him that's all i got yeah um the match was very exciting uh i got major problems with this whole fucking thing though um number one we are now going to um we are going to introduce a new title we're going to have a tournament with a new title. We're going to introduce a new title, and we're going to immediately do what we do with every other fucking thing is bog it down with the elite. So that's number one. That was a big problem. Number two. We I did not expect this. you to say this, Chris. I'm yeah, we're going to bog it. I got major problems. <laughs> major fucking problems. Yeah. We're going to bog yeah. it down. We're going to bog it down with the elite, which we've already done. We've bogged down every other fucking thing that we've had in this company from day one with the fucking elite. Now we're going to bog these guys down with it. Number two, we went out, we stretched out, we brought in Dragon Lee, we brought in Roosh, we brought in Andrade a year ago for them to do nothing. What the fuck? Oh, they fuck? do something, they lose. That's what I mean, though. I mean, like, come on, can I just... I, it's At this point, it's just fan service. 
you know? And here's the thing. We talked about this before. I'm guaranteeing you that there are people there. If look, if, if, if I'm out here saying enough of these fucking guys, there are other people doing it too. Just because those people that spend, there are people that watch that show that don't bother to spend money to go see you. Right. So, you know, you gotta, I, I just give me something different here. Like we, we got Kenny Omega back, you know, Oh, Kenny Omega's hurt, but he's so amazing that he just beat the shit out of these guys that who are, who we've taken time out of our out of the television show to tell the story about how we're not going in the right direction. Let's bring in this other guy. We're going to bring in Roosh and he's going to help me go the Andrade corporation in the right direction. Yeah, I guess you failed. Go get his brother, bring him in failed again. So what the (laughs) fuck are we doing here? I don't understand it. You're right. Like, and I guess what I'm saying is, is that you have enough backing like fan base backing who are going to cheer for Kenny Omega and the young bucks, no matter what they fucking do, they need nothing. They don't need a push. They can come out and lose every fucking week and people still love them. Now I'm not a fan, right? That, but that doesn't mean that they're not appealing to people. Like I'm not going to sit here and say, I'm not a huge fan of these guys, but you know what? You're fucking stupid because you are. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, is that you have such a solid fan base. It doesn't matter what the fuck you do. Like they always talk about guys not needing belts. The benefit, you had more of a benefit by advancing uh, Andrade and his crew and building steam behind them than advancing the guys that have fucking steam shooting out of their ass. They got so much of it behind them. I, I just I just don't understand why it's just it's so short sighted with this company, with these guys, you know, and also the young bucks. We've told this a million times. They need to drop young because my guy, young. one of their head, <laughs> the one of them, the blonde haired one, his hair starting at the middle of his fucking head. Now. Yeah, he's got that. <laughs> like, he's got that Ricky Morton haircut going on. Oh, my God. But I mean, besides the point, I just. Like, if you wanted to get people interested in it, it's the same thing. We're going to bring in the death triangle. They're going to lose. We already got the writing is on the wall. I know what's happening with this tournament, right? Because it's like, well, we have Kenny Omega. We got to have a belt on him. And we got to have something for them all to do. No, you don't. No, you don't. Have them come out. Have them win some matches, lose some matches. Tell a long term story where they're trying to get the tag team titles back or the trios titles over the course of a year right it's just like oh guess what all you guys are shit because we're back and it's just like i don't know it's just really i was just i'm look i knew it's it was exactly, gonna happen it wasn't like it's I got exactly it. the type of thing that a group of guys that will name their tv show after themselves when it's supposed to be a whole wrestling promotion would do yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I guess if there was if there was a good like introducing the quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles and NFL, (laughs) 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 best quarterback. (laughs) It's like it's like when um fucking Putin goes and plays hockey and scores ten goals. Yeah, exactly. What was Kim uh, Kim 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 Jong Il's Il's, uh, golf golf score was like a thirty. Yeah, he hit. You guys sat around all day and yeah and had your last name wrestling company. And got bored enough to roll out a new belt. You damn sure you would be involved. <laughs> yep, I'm, the, I'm there. I'm in the title match. So just right I'm around me. <laughs> right around me at that point. Maybe not. Maybe you guys aren't so vain. But. All right. Any final thoughts on uh, 
AW Dynamite before I could talk about next week's Dynamite? Brandon? I got nothing. No, no, no sir. Next week, this is what we got, as in tomorrow. Sam Punk versus John Moxley for the undisputed AW World Championship. Billy Gunn versus Colton Gunn. The main event, Dax Harward versus Jay Lethal. Britt Baker versus Kylan King. We get a uh, trios match, Death Triangle versus William Osprey and Aussie Open. And Ricky Starks to speak. And I will say to everybody listening at home, I knew Will, Spray was go- will Ospreay was going to lose that title match or the final when I saw that he was booked in this tournament. They spoiled it for me. As soon as I saw that, I was like, there's no A. There is no fucking way that New Japan is going to have their G1 winner go into a six-man tournament. It just doesn't work that way. Sorry. Brandon, thoughts? Are you excited? Not going to be able to do it. Yeah, we, we've got a world heavyweight title match, but somehow Jay Lethal is the, is the main <laughs> one. He fucking nah, stole I my point right He's there. Not, he's Sorry. not a That'd be that amazing. Right yeah. Of our yeah. <laughs> the most important thing in this promotion is the championship. Yep. But that's not the main event of the show. I made it up. I the, didn't, that doesn't oh, okay. not me. <laughs> the oh, main event of the show. It's the first thing is, on this list, and I saw that, and I was like, yeah, that's definitely what I'm watching for. It's Jay Lethal. <laughs> 2022 Jay Lethal. I think mm. in his in his uh, in his promo last week, uh, Dax Shepard said that um, he said, you know, you were considered the best wrestler in the world at one time. And my immediate response, I was sitting here watching it live, and I yelled at my TV, from fucking who? <laughs> Whoever. He was the best, and I'm shorter than my short wife, Jonathan Gresham, should have had a win because he was number nine on the PWI wrestling <laughs> best wrestlers of the fucking year. <laughs> who the fuck said that about Jay Lethal ever? Who knew Jay who Lethal did. was? Jay Lethal said it about Jay Lethal. Nobody even knew who Jay Lethal was. I didn't know who Jay Lethal was until I fucking watched ROH on a fucking on my computer, and he was telling you that if you had knee pain, knee pain, the only way to do is kick out, kick kick out from knee pain, kick out, get a free knee brace, get a free knee brace when you point with one hand at the TV, yes, because you're doing a promo. That's as bad as a bad guy doing this, rubbing their hands together. My stepfather got drunk. Stepfather rubbed yeah. his hands. He would come home and go, come in the house. All right. I'm going to go play my numbers. And then he would leave again. Yeah. Drunk stepdad hand rain. rain. All right. Um, I guess that's all the we world. have this week. I don't know what we have next week. Oh, the the Himika and, and uh, Sai Kamatani match will be up. I guess we'll watch that. So the, the that's our preview then too, right? For... All out. Yeah, I guess yeah, September fourth. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But we yeah. will be. The offer, as always, is there. We will be shitting into my couch cushions. All right. And and, and leaving all down. of the Little Caesars products on my front step. There you go. There you go. <laughs> and we got a cliffhanger for you this time. Jimmy's got uh, theory. Oh yeah. How he's yeah play out. I do. I do. He's theoretical. It's not too we crazy. Pay per view in two weeks. Follow me on Twitter and go back in time when I said what was going to happen. <laughs> A couple of weeks, I predicted what I think is going to happen. but um, I'm not going to do it. Don't do it. Don't no, spoil I'm, it for you. I'll I'm talk about wait. it next I'm week. Li- I'm going to live react. Yeah, live react. Go, this, is how, like, people, this is how people get like YouTube views. Live react. Yeah. AEW 
Gonna be my conspiracy face, like. theory. CM Punk, bad. <laughs> yeah, with my face. The big arrow pointing to it on yeah. the screen. Yeah, yeah. arrows and. <laughs> there you go. All right, let's get out of here. Um, thanks for joining us this week, and join us here every week at Wrestling Is Hard. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Hard Number Four Wrestling. Subscribe, follow, tell your friends. For Brandon, and Chris, I'm Jim. We'll be back here next week. Thanks for joining in. Hundredth episode coming up in October. Can you believe that? Wow! Reaction to 100th episode. Uh, (laughs) Goodbye.